All right, we are rocking the post show. Yeah, I changed my vote. The Two. juniper one goes to the top. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me edit. The, well, now I'm going to keep it in there. No, just that, keep that's, it how, that's how it lasted. Because my, my reasoning was for the, I forgot to write anything down, and I know I enjoyed it better than the other one, so <laughs> it's good enough reason. It was a weird show. I mean, the rankings were probably more diverse now than ever. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what you get when, sh- when the beers are kind of on middling quality, mm-hmm. and there's not yeah. one that really sticks out. Uh, yeah. So, you know, that's what you expect is, is a kind of broad kind of... Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, this was... Um... My favorite show I've done, but uh, definitely least. You've had some quality. amazing shows. Yeah. And, well, drinks wise, yeah. yes. But well, this, this is, is probably one, the loosest one, right? This the one's one. been very. Yeah, I felt very. I mean, we should play VR every time beforehand. All we need to do is just smoke a bull and play VR and then do the show. No, Jeff doesn't. I kind of want to go me. play VR right now. <laughs> so you can go ahead. Yeah, Greg and I will just have a nice twosome here. Yeah. <laughs> um. It's still here. I mean, no, I'm not taking it away. Um, you know, until I leave, and then I'm going to take it away. Yeah. <laughs> now, yeah, that was uh, definitely a different show than what I'm used to. I also think that I'm also just, like, done caring about being nervous about what I say, too. Well, I, I think that part of it is, yeah, you've been around enough long enough, you know the beat to the show. And what, and when you know the beat to something, as we've talked about before and similar things, when you know the beat to something, then you know when, when you can break those beats. Yeah. Because, you know, you know enough to know how we will react and... And how the show flows enough, and that was a very different show because we went on a lot of tangents. So we're all still beer related, though. Yeah, I made sure not to dispute mm-hmm. and go into something that wasn't beer related. If I did change it, like the one with my mother, I made sure to like that's. I think that's a good thing. For, oh yeah, for yeah. Our show like also like, absolutely. Hey, everyone can find a beer even in the strangest places, like Hop Devil. <laughs> Not absolutely not what I was expecting. No, neither was I. I mean, I've tried having her just try like basic little like everything from like your smoother like pilsners and stuff like that to more of like because recently when I'm getting someone into um, craft beer or beer in general, I, I. kind of discourage myself now from like before i used to use the more milder like pilsners lager stuff that are just like nice little like flavors but they're not too bold in your face now i've been changing it more towards stouts and i find that the stouts tend to be more yeah. susceptible because they're more familiar flavors yes i agree you're getting more of the smoky bacon chocolate. you're getting the more of the chocolate the coffee mm. and those are the ones that i use now more like i was out uh, with my friend rebecca that you met um we were out in ohio and she's been recently getting into craft beer and you know that because she's been coming out to have craft beer drinks with us. i mean well craft beer drinks having <laughs> having beer with us you know what i'm saying because sure. she's not much of a beer person to begin with and when I first started introducing her to it, she was one of the first people that I decided. I was like, you know what? Let's try you on a stout. And I remember telling the bartender, I was like, she's she's not much of a, a beer drinker. Let's get her a stout. And the guy's like, why, you, why would you give her a stout if she's never really drank beer? I'm like, because it's chocolatey and it's delicious. Trust me, she's going mm-hmm. to like this. And then she ended up loving it. And then she bought another stout. And then after having some stouts especially the more smokier ones and the little bit ones that kind of deviate from it. 
Then she started switching to the IPAs. It's probably a good way to get a person to hops because if you bring that in with the chocolatey stuff, it doesn't stick it's out not so as, much. And then you can get them to like the flavor. Yeah, and that's what I find now. But that's why I was astonished when my mother was like, oh, let me try that. Well, I tell her to try. I tell her, like, here, maybe you'll try this one. Usually I just like seeing her face. I always love just watching her go, and her face gets all cringy. But this one, it started cringy, and you just got, oh, wow. And I think it's a mixture of she just found a beer that sit right with her, and two, she's been trying my craft, my beers now for some time that it's it's breaking down, and it's finally able to take over. Because that, that's the thing with Aaron, like when we brought Aaron in here. And yep. now she's she's still a little bit rebellious to trying new beers. She likes the the beers that she likes, and she like mostly likes the ciders. But she does like some beers, and they're usually the fruitier ones or like more along the lines of like saisons and stuff like that, the lighter. Um, but so she's still always rebellious towards trying new beers. But after she tries them, because she will try them the less of the cringe I ever yeah, see. Yeah, now yeah. it's more of she'll try and she goes, well, it's not that bad, but I want to stick with mine. Now it's more of a comfort thing to Aaron is what I feel like. Aaron's my fiance for people who don't know. And she was on the show uh, about a year ago now, maybe a few months back. I can't remember. It, it might have been about a year ago. would have been about last. It would have been fall. Yeah. And uh, Yes. <laughs> now you're a soundboard guy, huh? <laughs> I don't know. And it's just like, I feel like, give it another year. Whoa, but don't touch. And pretty soon she's just going <laughs> to, by her, by herself, start ordering beers. Because right now I feel like it's more of, she's afraid to leave her comfort zone. Because mm -hmm. she's like, well, I know what I like. And she's afraid to try something and not like it. Rather than me and you and Jeff, like, yeah, we'll order something and be like, well, if we don't like it, all right, next one. We'll mm -hmm. move on to the right, next. Right. But she's more afraid of that step. Mm -hmm. And so I think she puts up this rebellious side like, oh, I, I just don't like it. But even though I've completely admit, like <laughs> seen her admit that she liked yeah. it or you could see her have the cringe face, drink it and go, well, I mean, it, it, was, it wasn't bad. And like <laughs> you could see it changing maybe because she's a little bit stubborn, doesn't want to admit that it's finally coming to. I think I, there's like many factors. Yeah, it, it, it's complicated. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it's, it's breaking down and she's definitely drinking beer now, not just ciders. Like actually we'll order a beer if, it's, if they have the right one that she likes. And Bumbleberry, like I said, is one of them that she actually liked because it's fruity it's light. Mm -hmm. It's easy to get into. Um, there was one saison that she loved, and I wish I could remember. I think it was Oma Gang. I think it was their farmhouse saison okay. that she actually enjoyed because I Try, bought that. Uh, Tank Seven from Boulevard. That's really good too. Oh man, I was at Industry Public House and they had saison brett on. I don't remember saison brett too well. It was the good. one with the Orval yeast. Came in the I, blue I, label. I, I can't remember. believe you don't remember because it, it was such a uh, watershed beer for the show. Okay. Had it. Um, <laughs> for you. <laughs> I'm surprised. But they had it on and then I got the last glass. So it was like, you know, I don't know whether to be happy or sad because <laughs> I got the last glass of Saison Brett, but it was the last glass of Saison Brett. 
So good. You mentioned that. Do you have the uh, the watermelon thing from Ballast Point? Ooh. Uh, okay. Never in this house. I thought. Well, when you were mentioning, like, we need to get him the watermelon. That's why I was. Wasn't here's sure some. If you had it. Here's something I learned. You you. I assume you've all heard this. Do a barrel roll. Yeah. Right. You've heard that, Jeff. Mm-hmm. You know what that's from. The Fox. Star Fox. Star right? Fox. Yeah. yeah. So when you see it in the game, it's. Ships moving along, and it <coughs> does this right? It just you know spins around its 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 axis. It's doing a barrel roll. That's not a barrel roll. So this is called an aileron roll. So yeah. the idea is, is, as a plane is going forward, there are ailerons on the wings, right? And one goes up, one goes down, and it basically spins through because mm-hmm. because what you have is a is a very fast moving thing in a fluid. And you turn one side to the other side. There's wings that, that are caused it to be unbalanced across its axis of rotation here, and it just spins around like that. So, so that's the ailerons are going up and down on the wings, and it's going like that. But it's it turns not as out, catchy. Yeah, I mean, yes, but so a barrel roll is actually a helix. It's a helical formation. So it goes going forward. like uh, this as it's going around. So it makes a barrel mm-hmm. as it's going forward. Which is harder to do because this is actually very stable to do an aileron roll. I mean, you think about it, you're moving in a fluid, you're just sort of spinning around in it. Very stable. This is the barrel roll is actually a much harder thing to do. So, for and it slows few, you down because you're vectoring. Yeah, so for, for those who are listening, he's basically taking a plane, spinning it by itself in a circle for the. Aileron roll. Aileron roll, right. Aileron roll. And then for the barrel roll, he's literally making a circle while doing a circle circular spin. Right. So then that gives a visual demonstration mm-hmm. rather than just this, this, and that. Which is so why you, you actually have to pitch down and do your aileron roll to do a barrel roll. Right. right. Because you have to have some... To start, the start of the barrel, right, you have to get some separation from the center of motion. So you're going to have to pitch down. And then start your turn, and then if you do your earlier runs, and keep pitching down at the right degree, you'll circle around your mm-hmm. original axis. Right, and and the, the reason why that is an actual move is because, as I said, you're vectoring, so you're going to slow yourself down. So if someone's chasing you, yep. then you can use that as a way of slowing yourself down so hopefully they will overtake you or something mm-hmm. so a barrel roll is, is an effective tactical use an aileron roll is simply is in, there, it's completely ineffective because it doesn't do anything you don't change your vector at all you're simply spinning around so it's a it's a uh air show maneuver not a tactically useful maneuver mm-hmm. i found that interesting when i went about that oh, that's cool it's it's really funny because when you're, when you're talking about that, that's making me think of ah uh, oh man, I can't. Basically, all right. So in in music, there's a thing called uh, a tone net, and oh, that reminds me of something else. yeah, go ahead. Like what what a tone net is is that essentially it's taking all the notes around it and it's removing like the set hertz that we have here. So like if you have to move into certain patterns and stuff like that, uh, it's going to move you across this board within the nets and it's all built around a net so you'll have like certain notes placed elsewhere i don't want to really get too much into it so i don't have to describe like the theory behind it but you're talking about this and it's making me realize that because like for example 
Um, there's a thing called a donut uh, within these tonuts, and I actually there's a technical term for it that I just can't. It, it's not coming to my head Toroid? right now. No, no, no. It's it's a, it's a basically it takes the tonuts the donut, donut and is it turns a into no, but. In, in it, it, it might be something like that, but it, essentially, what it does is it uh, takes this toenet map layout and it puts it into like a donut. And Sorry. there are two different ways to really move around it. There's one that's like doing the earlier run, where you're you're fixated around certain things and you're moving around it as the just the donuts moving, but you're not moving from a specific place. Mm-hmm. Then there's another movement which actually you revolve around the donut as the donut is also spinning. And perfect examples for this would be Creep by Radiohead as being a fixed center tonality. And you're basically going from G, B, C to C minor, and this is fixated by not moving. And you can see it in the mu- in the music and how it actually relates to that. Then there's another one by Radiohead. Um, The other song that sucks? Paranoid Android? No, 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 no not Paranoid Android. How about Android. that other song that sucks? I uh, like Radiohead. I like watch, Radiohead. Your, watch your tone. Uh, Radiohead. Ah, oh, oh, that one, yeah. <laughs> Daily Mail? Oh, mm. the song that sucks. <laughs> Ooh, Shazam him. <laughs> Radiohead songs. As soon as I hear the title, I'll know what it is. Ha <laughs> Flavor Flay! No, it is not Flavor Flav. Go. Oh. Ain't nothing better nope. than sex. <laughs> uh, it's such a shame that I can't... I mean, I'm going to eventually remember it and I'll blurt it out. But it revolves around the donut basically doing a barrel roll around this entire thing because it takes three passes for the tonality because the inversions of them basically are switching so it takes three times because they're all based around triads and in triads there's only three notes and the triads in that song morning morning bells that's it morning bells yeah that's the tune i was thinking of uh pretty sure if i'm wrong i'll blurt it out later but um it takes three times for that to pass around before the, the donut has made an entire circle and it restarts again from the beginning. Rather than creep, the donut is constantly moving, but the, the music tonality and the chords are actually just fixated in one spot. So let me ask you something. Can you, uh, everyone be quiet here. Can you whistle? Whistle some tune. Just one, one note. <whistles> See that big spike? Yeah. Now hum the same note. Mm-hmm. See, all the, see all the little spikes? Yeah, I wasn't really quite in the same tonality, but try, yeah. Try it again. Um. Right? It's basically the same. Yeah. So this is a spectrum analyzer I have. So on the, this is on my iPhone. On the y-axis is decibels. On the left, on the x-axis is frequency. And when you whistle, you can see that spike in that one yeah. thing. When you hum, you see all the harmonic spikes come up. Well, they're anharmonics, and I guess maybe they're less prevalent in whistling. Oh. I think whistling, you can get a, a pure tone. I mean, there are other tones around there, but you can get a real pure, yeah, strong Yeah, I mean, tone. a whistle is just turning your mouth into an instrument. Yeah. yeah I, mean, I mean, think of all the resonation in your All the vibrations and everything. and everything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Because 
Oh, I mean, we've had discussions of enharmonics. Wherever you take a piano and you hit mm-hmm. one note, you're actually going to hear multiple fifths no, and fifths. No, I, I bet if you shouted, time, it would be a it would completely be different. Pretty air. Be, no, 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 no. But you can see, you can still see that. But I bet you if you shouted, like barked out a note, I bet you it would be pretty narrow too. I don't want mm. kids up. What? No, not really. No, I think well, it'd be short. You have to keep it short. What? What? No, it's what? still it's still pretty. Yeah, there's still a lot of a lot of jumping around. Gah! Jesus yeah, Christ, okay. that scared the hell out of me. <laughs> Alright, I was wrong on that one. <laughs> there's a lot of spikiness and you can really see that and uh, what where I saw this being used, uh, where I learned about this this particular one is could you put on Morning Bell in the background? Sorry. Yeah. That's really cool. I never knew that. That's weird about the whistle, why the whistle is like that. I wonder if it's... It, it wouldn't be like that for other instruments. No, it would be just it like de- any woodwind. Yeah, any woodwind. This is Morning Bell. Brass. Yes. There's Morning Bell or Morning Bell Amnesia. No, no, wait. This is it. Yeah, this is the tune I was thinking of. This is the one that's... Floating around the circle that actually takes three passes before it hits the don't before it repeats okay. again with the donut. Which some people confuse a helix and a spiral too. That's something that I looked at. So a, a spiral continues outward. Yeah. Well, this is all based around right. a circumference. But no, I'm, I'm not saying you got to confuse. But just for people who don't know. Yeah. So a spiral is something that goes outward, 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 continues outward. So a, when we hear a spiral staircase, <laughs> actually, it's usually a helical staircase. Because it, it usually just stays this. It's mm-hmm. like a DNA, right? It, it stays this. It's a cylinder that goes upward, or just goes around that mm-hmm. that axis. It doesn't get any further away. So that's a helix. A helix goes around in the same axis, but doesn't increase its size. A spiral increases its size. Okay, so let's see that thing. All right. Okay, yeah. Pull out the guitar. Good idea. It's it's You're not gonna, soon it's not going to be a straight line. Absolutely, it will not. Yeah, look yep. at all the harmonics in there. Because mm-hmm. yeah. there's going to be multiple different harmonics throughout the entire thing. Now, what's interesting is when you when, when there's voice going on, it it's, it's all over the place. It, it there's a whole really when my voice it was mostly over here rather than. This, but I mean, it's, like it's showing all. But you see how like it, it's 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 a it's a real. And that's very wow. Yeah, so that's something different. But that's still like. Five different. Yeah, notes. I mean, it's still a lot more, but it's 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 very spiky. It's yeah, it's it's more spiky than the out of tune guitar, or the out of tune right. singing. <laughs> I, well, went the, 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 I, I went in the other room to find my saxophone. It must be upstairs somewhere. Do a whistle though. I can't. Yeah. The interesting about the whistle is that it's ve- it's really one spike is, is yeah that's that's what that's what's so fascinating is the one spikes because with the trumpet you wouldn't get that either I mean right. that's what's so fascinating about that instrument and that just confuses the shit out of me is like how it's such a challenging instrument because you have to overcome harmonics and just the way that music is presented in the natural world and saxophone is quite easy but it was designed to be easy. Uh, compared to like, I mean, the trumpet is just a stupid instrument. That's another thing. I love the trumpet. Oh, I, I wish I could play the trumpet, but it's really stupid. You're taking a piece of metal and you're putting it to your face and you're destroying your chops and you're going, yeah. like, it's a stupid instrument, but it sounds great when someone who actually knows what they're doing is playing it, which a lot of high school bands don't do and barely college students really know <laughs> from what you I've gotta, seen. I mean, you gotta be like Disney Gillespie, right? You gotta have 
big you get the big old cheeks. Yeah. Oh, I mean, actually, they don't teach you to do that. No, have tight on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had terrible technique, but it worked for him. I mean, you don't need to always have great technique. Uh, Pat Metheny has great technique, did, but did it backwards. I mean, well, Pat Metheny. When I watch him, he's like to me one of the ideal guitarists to ever live, um, especially in advancing the instrument and stuff like that. But like in, a, in the guitar world, we get told that your pinkies always should be following your ring finger, especially when you're finger picking, and then like your four fingers should always like semi close to the fretboard. They shouldn't extend too and far out. Drive a ten and two. Like if you see this, if your pinkies like sticking out like you're sipping uh, tea in like a smuggy place, it's terrible technique. I remember a, a when I was in junior high band, uh, the band leader once someone was because I, I played clarinet and there was somebody who was I forget what, what instrument he was playing, but he had this. I think it might have been drums. It might have been his pinkies out mm-hmm. when he was doing it. And the band leader said, keep your pinkies out like that. I'm going to chop them off. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's terrible technique. Um, I definitely uh, do, by any means, have perfect technique as a guitarist. Uh, well, I think it's fine to teach a, a technique, but then somebody you know can evolve however they want to you know. Do yeah, I had to evolve mine, but I know my technique is still uh, hindering me. I've been trying to fix it because, uh, quoting uh, Dr. David Morgan, who is a phenomenal musician from the Ohio, uh, also Texas area when he was big. He played with Maria Schneider, if I'm recalling correctly. Um, It was really funny because my graduate recital hearing, he's like, uh, quoting him, your uh, left hand is, and I said, shit? And he goes, I was going to say repulsive. I'm like, I would have rather you have said my left hand was shit than repulsive. And then he goes, I'm actually quite astonished at the things you can play with that terrible of technique. Wow. <laughs> but then when I spoke to my main guitar professor, I mean, we worked with my pinky because I, shat- I broke my pinky when I was a kid and I never had full hampering of it. So I always had difficulty using it. So I had to like change it. Like my hand doesn't hurt when I play. I readjusted the way I play, but my pinky sticks out too far for most people's liking. And it hinders me because it definitely hinders my speed. It hinders the way I voice things. Um, But it's really not... It it sounds more... Worse. It it sounds worse than what it really is. But you know how when you're you're in that mindset and in that level zone, they're going to obviously nitpick every little thing. And the only bad thing he had to say was, you're... Left hand is repulsive, and I'm quite amazed at the things you can play. Repulsive. I know. And my response was, your left hand is, uh, how to put this, um, shit? I said shit. And he goes, no. I was going to say repulsive, and I'm like, wow. Damn, that's <laughs> that's much worse. But either way, I mean, he still has offered me many other opportunities and stuff like that, so he still has a, a great appreciation for what I do. He just always makes fun of my pinky. If that's the only thing he's making fun of, then so be it. I didn't get to say what I saw the spectrum analyzer used for. It was used to analyze how uh, this guy Matt Parker was doing a video, and he was used it to analyze how fast a spinner could spin. He, he took a spinner, glued it onto a, a like a glass so it would be stable, and he used compressed air to spin it up. And then he used the spectrum analyzer to figure out how many, you know, what the hertz was. And then he divided that by three because there are three lobes. And then used that to figure out how fast it was going around. 
Interesting. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, way that's to a use cool way to figure yeah. out. Yeah. Well, what did you, uh, Jeff? What did you say earlier to me about the the pianist that hit 865 notes in a minute? Uh, yeah, Guinness, new Guinness World Record was set. That surprises me. That's like more than like 15. That's like 15 times a second, right? It's, uh, it's a lot. Oh, ha, ha! Congratulations. <laughs> And it's nothing. It was something like, "No, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. Anything. Anything. I'm not congratulations. surprised. Congratulations." <laughs> <laughs> oh, so is this it? Or oh, that's a, that's an ad. I can do uh, whatever in most of it. Bang, bang, bang. <laughs> You well, think I, you I, can. Pull, I pulled my metronome up. Before you play that, I pulled yeah. my metronome up earlier. My metronome on my phone only goes up to 500 beats per minute. So essentially it's 865, which really you can kind of say it's eighth notes, but we'll, we'll consider them quarter notes. Um, so this is 500 quarter notes per minute, 500 beats per minute, and it's... Yeah, but if I slam my arms down on a piano... No, no, that's one eight, note. Oh. One note, and I really, and I'm actually curious because anytime I see these these speed things about how fast people can play, spectrum analyzes shit. Oh, can't hear it. Said it was 865. That's annoying. It was actually 824. 824, perfect. Can you, can you so I can, I can divide Jeff, that, can you so. turn that down a bit? 824 <laughs> will be 412. So I can turn down the eighth notes here and I can actually get that subdivision. So here we are. And he'd, all he's doing is, is using two fingers. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it's not saying like he's a great musician or anything. It's just saying he's really fast with his pointers. No, it's... But, it, I mean, it's still a feat. That's a lot of work. Yeah. Hitting the same key in that precision. In a, yeah, in so a Guinness record way, it's in. a lot of work. Yeah. But, yeah, I, yeah. It, but it's not a lot of work in like a... Well, no, I'm not talking about being valuable to humanity. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I have that here with a computer being correct because... I obviously doubt that's probably perfectly his rhythms correct right, every yeah, single yeah. time, but uh, so well, the, he's not a computer. I mean, it still actually kind of sounded like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, they, they filmed with the high speed camera and counted his key presses, right? Yeah, yeah that's all they were doing. Right. Yeah, but, no, he, he's just saying that it wasn't absolutely regular like a computer well, sure. would be. Yeah, I mean, it's not regular like a like a true. I mean, no true. I mean, you should be. I mean, a musician you should be really good with your your timing and know the difference between the times. This dude might but just be someone who trained real. banging one key 824 times. He totally had to. Absolutely. Yeah. He might, who knows and, he's even a musician? I mean, I can see well, his... No, no, I'm not, no, say, I'm, not, I'm not doubting his musicianship. I'm just... 
But maybe he's not. And I mean, I'm, I'm impressed. He might not be, actually. I'm, I'm impressed by the fact that, you know, he can do that for a minute because that's a lot of energy that oh, yeah, to, to keep that up. But but still, it's... But I'm not, like, impressed by the feat other than the fact well, that... Well, I was going to say, I always get really annoyed with, like, uh, the, the the guitar things where they always do, fastest guitar player in the world plays Flight of the Bumblebee, blah, 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 blah. One, I have multiple problems with that. One, they always use distortion pedals. If you Google search any world fastest, Guinness world fastest guitar player, he's always using distortion. Which, if you don't know how that works, guess what? When you have a lot of sound that's feedbacking, causing mm-hmm. a thing, it makes sloppy player sound really fucking good. Yep. I sound, I am 50 times faster <laughs> when I'm playing with distortion because guess what? I don't need to worry about technique as much. Yeah, I don't need to worry about notes. It comes out and you just hear, and then people are like, oh my God, that was the greatest shit ever. And I was like, if I can't do it clean, I won't do it in distortion. Mm-hmm. However, yeah, okay. Uh, so that bothers me. Two, they're also never really clean. And if it's like, to me, if you're going to tell me that this is the world's fastest guitar player, well, that's great. Is he at least playing in time? Right. I every time I listen to them, I it's so fast you can't really keep track of the time. But in reality, I doubt it. And to me, it's like once you get to a certain point of tempo, it's just like outrageous. What's the world's fastest masturbator? Truth. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, John Coltrane was I'm not playing. surprised about anything. Congratulations. John Coltrane was playing at like 300 beats per minute and he's shredding stuff through and you can hear everything clear as day. Mm-hmm. And when he's doing eighth notes and double timing that shit, he, you're doubling that. So you're talking 600 beats per minute. So about you're like talking the fastest like harp that. player. That might be a little more interesting. Oh, well, harp is extremely weird of an instrument. It's because they're pedals. I've tried writing for harp and I... I can never find myself to do it. Uh, a good friend of mine, uh, Rebecca Finkstool, a, a phenomenal harp player, uh, won concerto competitions, fin- fantastic player. Um, she's been helping me with understanding how the harp works because I really have to think of tonalities and pedal changes because the way they have to change, they have to like flick multiple foot switches huh. to get the, the harp to change. So it sounds really easy if you're being in a diatonic key and you can play super fast because you can do these ridiculous like arpeggios that could be very difficult on other instruments. Extremely easy because all you're doing is just glissandering, like you're like you're just gliding your hand through. But when you come to actual playing music on a harp, it's so goddamn challenging yeah. because they got all these foot switch. It's like a an organ player of a church where they have their hands. Yeah, a harp strikes me as kind of a reverse and, piano in a sense because it has the strings that instead of hitting the strings with hammers, you're you're doing this. You're plucking them, yeah. and at times you're hammering. But I mean, the harp has some like easy benefits, like um, harmonics, which can be very difficult for a guitarist uh, to really play true like harmonics, not mm-hmm. just the ones on the twelfth fret right. for all the guitar players out there. Sure, uh, I know them. I've, I remember. Yeah, not just those easy ones, like to do artificial pinch harmonic. Well, not pinch harmonics, like. Uh, I don't know, Joe, Joe Satriani harmonics. Like, I'm talking, like, uh, where you pluck them with another finger. and What's that Joe Satriani song um, But those things can be quite simple on a harp. I remember playing uh, music with Rebecca, and she was doing all these harmonics. I'm like, oh, man, that sounds Summer so cool. Song. That's so difficult. So and she's just again. like, well, this is extremely easy for me to do because uh, it just go through it. And it was a challenge for me to really acquire that. 
Oh, I like Joe Satriani just because I made a Joe Satriani quote doesn't mean I'm bad. No, but no, but, no. Really when like I was it. a kid, though, I, I hate this song was like using all the commercials and shit like in the '90s, and so I hate this song. But I, I mean, I, I I respect him as a guitar player. Yeah, I, I absolutely this. respect uh, Steve Vai. Uh, what is, who is this? Joe Satriani? Yeah, that's what I meant. They're all in the same category. Yeah, but he can do this clean. Ingve yeah. Malmsteen. I don't give a shit. All those guitar haters, all those guitar people who might be listening, because guess what? We already did that poll at the bar where most of the people there think they're a guitarist. That's a fact. Yeah. It's like, you know what? They can all go fucking hell, because Ingve Malmsteen sucks dick. He's not a good <laughs> Come player. On. So just because he, he sucks sure dick, he sucks what, dick. What is that? What, who cares? All right. And, yeah, why, that, was why, very, that was very that was very rude of me to say that. He sucks as a guitar player. I don't give two shits about him. What is, what yeah, is his is, personal life. Is yeah, like. I don't care about his sexuality. That doesn't bother me. <laughs> it's the fact that he sucks at guitar that bothers me. Just because he became so famous for doing all the quote-unquote virtuoso fast playing, but if you unplug him, he can't do any of those things. See, it's funny now that I hear this, and twenty years from from hearing it everywhere, I'm like, I'm not nearly as sick of it as I was back then. Sounds like an intro to a buddy movie. Yeah, or like something on a Sonic the Hedgehog game. I was gonna say it sounds like any '80s movie intro. Yeah. Bill and Ted. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Or a montage. It's the montage, actually. It's the train hey, montage. Wild Stallions is where it's at. Yeah, this is... Greg explains his tweets. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Double vector, bitch. Oh, sorry, I, I totally went on a huge rant there. No, no, it's cool. Right, you're not here to, to shut up. Yeah, passion took over on that. I just get so annoyed. I am not a great guitar player That's what player the post show is for, is for you, us to... to spew about our passions and no one else will yeah, listen. but I always feel like a dick when I start spewing about, like, other players, Oh, you shouldn't feel like that here. The, the amount of times that uh, Jeff has gone on some rant, or I've gone on some rant about some physics thing or something, that's what the show's for. Yeah, but I'm not saying I'm, like, better, I'm a better guitar player than other people. That's not it at all. No, but you it's are saying like, this one guy sucks dick. Well, I don't care about that. <laughs> that was just a, something that was just... I compose for this particular little video. That was just an arbitrary turn that was very (laughs) inconsiderate. (laughs) Is this uh, arpeggios from hell? Is that what this is? Yeah, yeah. Arpeggios from hell. You're right, he's on screen sucking a dick right now. (laughs) (laughs) That's where he gets his speed from. (laughs) <laughs> that's why their head. That's why their head bops so much. Yeah, but you know how much easier it is to do this with distortion. No, but I I trust you. Yeah, it, it's extremely easy. So why don't we? Because uh, I I learned that when I was a kid. Because I thought he was like the baddest shit. I'm like, oh, this guy's cool as shit. I love him. Let me learn arpeggios from hell. But then it just became. <laughs> A commodity. A commodity. It's twelve thirty. Why don't we wrap up and you guys can play a little bit of super hot before we go? All right. I think you guys might like oh, it. Shit, it's twelve thirty. Later. Later, guys. Thanks. <laughs>